Anytime, anywhere. Smartphone, tune in radio app. We are 1061 Nash Icon, WRKN, Picayune, New Orleans. Good evening, and welcome to All Access on 1061 Nash Icon at NashFM1061.com. Presented by CrescentCitySports.com, best sports site in Louisiana. All Access is also brought to you by the Allstate Sugar Bowl, representing the best in amateur athletics. And by Bienvenue Bar and Grill in Harahan, with many Creole-inspired dishes. All Access is also brought to you by Premier Automotive, with locations throughout the metro area. Life Resources Ministries, Lamarck Ford and Kenner, John Curtis Christian School, by Mid-South Coding, Archbishop Rommel High School in Metairie, home of Raider Pride. And by Bergeron Automotive on Veterans in Metairie. It's your chance to talk intelligent sports, all sports, all the time. To join in the conversation, call 504-260-1061. Now here's your host, Jude Young of Cumulus New Orleans, the University of New Orleans, and CrescentCitySports.com. Saints, I mean, what can I tell you? Well, a lot. That's what we're here for, right, for the next hour. Good to be with you. And we can sort of look at the Saints situation as they continue training camp towards the first of three preseason games on Saturday night against Baltimore, like the weather forecast. Except every time you check in on the Saints each day, the weather forecast equivalent is still cloudy. Check back tomorrow. (laughs) And the clouds just keep coming. How about Patrick Robinson retiring today? I don't think this is a major deal. You you lose a veteran who brings 11-plus years of experience and class to the locker room. But considering at this point he was supposed to be, barring a change which will come, I do believe, the starting cornerback on the outside opposite of Marshawn Lattimore, the Saints are better off with that not happening, with Robinson deciding, as Sean Payton put it, that is, his feelings were, quote, he didn't want to let anyone down. Makes sense. Look at the situation he was about to be thrust into because of the Saints' needs. Robinson, going to turn 34 years old next month, has never been a really good outside corner in the league. Saints' first-round draft pick, who was an okay player, but nothing special. Saints didn't have any problem letting him go after five seasons. He bounced around and found a home on a championship team with the Eagles in 2017, actually, with second-team All-Pro as a slot cornerback. So good, in fact— that the Saints brought him back for that role. But Robinson, who has also had some injury issues in his career, has had them since returning. So you've got a guy who's at the age, again, almost 34, and the talent level for your needs, not good enough to start on the outside, that he could see the writing on the wall. The writing on the wall said... Patrick Robinson is going to be a liability. He didn't want to do that. Good decision by him. When the Saints signed Brian Poole leading up to training camp, a younger, proven, capable slot corner to throw into the mix 
with C.J. Gardner-Johnson already on the roster well. It made sense that Robinson was either going to contribute at outside corner or not at all. And he chose the latter for his own good. Left a little bit of money on the table. He's made good money in his career, but the Saints wind up clearing a decent amount of cap space considering that can perhaps help them replace Robinson, which was always going to happen almost certainly via trade before the start of the regular season anyway. It's a few bucks. Two million in cap space, but not really two million because the next guy, the next veteran at 850,000 bumps up. The salary cap is determined, as Nick Underhill tweeted out today, by the top 51 players out of what will be 53 on the active roster. But still something. You get a little chunk back of what was spent on the $3 million one-year contract for Quan Alexander. Sean Payton also confirming today that there's still a need to add help at the cornerback position. They're looking to do it. It's not a secret. But this cloudiness in the grand scheme of things doesn't change all that much. Short term, you'd think more first-team reps for your third-round pick, Paulson Adebo, who may be a long-term answer on the outside, but you don't want to throw him into that role right away as a rookie who really hasn't played much for two years, wrapping up his college career with COVID being a big part of that. So find a veteran. That hasn't changed. What continues to change is Michael Thomas. You've, if you followed sports talk, sports on the internet, you name it, you know the situation here. Michael Thomas doesn't want to be with the New Orleans Saints anymore. And once he has recovered from surgery, do the Saints even want him in the locker room anymore? This season or any other season? I don't think so. When Sean Payton was willing to publicly show his displeasure that Thomas waited so long to have the surgery, when the leaks then came out about Thomas and Thomas seemingly refuting this, that he didn't answer phone calls from the Saints trying to contact him about his status healing from last season's ankle issue. It was pretty clear that a divorce has to come sooner than later. It would potentially come very soon, but here's the problem. Saints can't hurt themselves. Good news on this year's salary cap. As a matter of fact, they get another little boost of help, about a million dollars. By shipping Thomas out the door. That's good news. The bad news is next year you face a dead cap figure if you do trade him of over $22 million. And considering that the salary cap, which didn't grow like it was supposed to because of the pandemic, isn't going to grow appreciably enough next year, the big bounce is expected in 2023. The Saints could be very handcuffed again with what they can do with the roster, what veterans they can retain. You don't want to be in another mess where you're letting good players go because you don't have a choice. And that becomes harder if you do trade Thomas. But Thomas, despite the injury, despite the attitude, has trade value. And the contract that the other team would get back if the Saints do deal him, the Saints are eating the bad part of it. The other team gets a good salary scale set up 
and a lot of non-guaranteed money if their risk turns up snake eyes and Thomas is a problem in the end that they don't want to deal with either. So what can the Saints do with Thomas? Can they get a pick? Do they swap him for a player? Do you really want to see them swap him for somebody else's problem? Swapping problem for problem. Because you've seen some of the rumors trying to connect the Saints to the Jaguars. And their first round pick from last year, cornerback, C.J. Henderson. Cornerback. It makes sense, right? He didn't have the greatest rookie year and all the uh, rumblings about why Jacksonville, even though they do have a new coach, Urban Meyer, you know, change of regime can lead to some odd changes. But so quickly they're deciding that they'd be potentially willing to trade last year's high first-round pick. I mean, serious red flag there. And the rumblings connecting to perhaps issues with mental health going on for Henderson. I would say that that can be less of a problem that can be solved than a guy who simply is obstinate and doesn't want to be with your team anymore like Thomas. Yeah, I could see you thinking, hey, it fills a need and you trade off for that. But I don't know. Maybe more likely if the Patriots would have an interest and they, they've taken risks with bad apples or disgruntled players in the past before with Bill Belichick. Maybe that could work out to get Stefan Gilmore, one of the best corners in the league for the past few years, in the building and to solve the problem. That's just me spitballing. We don't know. If that's even within the realm of possibility. We don't know. But maybe it is. I think all possibilities are being considered, at least broached, at least scratching the surface. But because of what I mentioned, the salary issue that the Saints are facing, would they still be willing to take the risk of trying to amend the relationship? With a Probably don't want to do would they think about doing it again you have to scratch the surface of all possibilities he comes back during the season he ups his trade value just for selfish reasons by getting on the field and playing up to his capabilities that would help both sides move him on to a better situation but do you even trust him to come back and do that and not disrupt your locker room and give 100% if he really doesn't want to be here. Do you want to go there? This is a head coach in Sean Payton who learned lessons in the past about players who weren't the right kind of fits in the locker room, weren't leaders, were distractions, brought attitudes that didn't fit a winning culture and made those changes that led to this great run of Saints success in recent years. When there's a problem, you solve it. But the idea of a Thomas coming back, say, midseason, a season that maybe more and more inside the building the Saints are realizing isn't going to go anywhere, that this is a true transition year 
with quarterback at all. Survive it, learn from it, see who you can move forward with. And deal with Thomas for a short amount of time in the grand scheme of things. And even if you're then willing to still eat that dead cap money next year, maybe you have more options trade-wise that he can help you attain starting with quarterback. How about Aaron Rodgers? All the reports saying... After this year, if he wants to leave Green Bay, they will facilitate that. It's a big fish. How about questions about whether Russell Wilson, who seems satisfied for the moment after not looking so much early in the offseason with his strained relationship with Seahawks head coach Pete Carroll, maybe he'll want out. And one would think that the Saints might be willing to take a risk on a Deshaun Watson because of his great talent, despite his bad decision-making off the field that everybody's pretty aware of at this point. That could be a veteran-proven answer out of those three at quarterback if you are indeed looking for that next year. Because what do we know from training camp? Jameis Winston has his moments. Better attitude, better leader, has talent. But nobody's saying, oh, it's a definitive pulling away from Taysom Hill deal early so far in the preseason. And that's not necessarily promising, is it? Heck, you're hearing the most positive buzz about Ian Book, the fourth-round pick, and how he's looked as a rookie. And he's not the answer short-term for sure. That's where they are. That's where the Saints are. If you have questions at quarterback, where are you going? Your ceiling is a 500-ish type team. Or if everything goes right, you have a winning season, a good season. That gets you in the playoffs. But you can't do anything once you get there. Sort of like the team the Saints played in the first week of the playoffs this past year. Chicago Bears. Mitch Trubisky, not the answer. Hey, I'm sure the Saints would take that because they don't want their playoff streak to end. They don't want to wave the white flag on anything this year. I'd love to get back to the playoffs and be in sort of that bear situation where there's a lot good going on. They win enough games to get there, but you, you just don't have what it takes to get anywhere once you do. But the foundation in place to fix the biggest problem that must be fixed whenever you have it behind center in 2022. And Thomas can be a piece of that if they kept him that long. I think the Saints, if they get the right situation, the right deal, whether it's for veteran help right away, say at corner, draft picks, whatever. They're more than willing to move and take the sunken cost next year and deal with it moving forward because it is that important. The idea of locker room chemistry. Everybody pulling the rope in the same direction. And yes, taking a big cap pit next year can hurt you. But we know how good the front office is at planning to deal with the salary cap. 
and they can figure out pretty quickly if they haven't completely already plausible scenarios that they can have a strong roster, stronger overall even next year, maybe even still solve a potential quarterback hole with a veteran and still get the job done under the salary cap. I'm sure they've frantically worked on that and have an answer or two or three with which they can work if they do trade Michael Thomas. And in the end, it's probably best for both parties. And the ironic thing about Michael Thomas is I think a lot of people looked at his production and his position versus the question that was also lingering not too far ago, was it, about paying Alvin Kamara too. Do you pay a running back even as dynamic and versatile as Kamara? Because think about the two situations when you're evaluating the players at the time. Saints wound up paying both of them big time. But Thomas didn't have an injury history from college like Kamara did. Playing a position that tends to be much more durable. And seemed like he had all the pieces that you wanted in a player. And I'm sure the Saints felt like they had a different kind of personality and player than perhaps they wound up having after paying him. Guy was putting in all the work and doing amazing things. Tremendous reliability. A workhorse at receiver to help you move the ball, move the chains. But instead that diva syndrome that we've seen with other receivers... Boy, it popped up in a hurry, didn't it? Would any of this, though, gone down the way it did if Michael Thomas weren't blocking at the end of last year's season opener by the goal line in a game that was already won, doing his job as he had done, being a complete receiver, including as a run blocker, and having Latavius Murray and a tackler roll up on him from behind at a point in the game where the Saints had it won and perhaps... Head coach Sean Payton was looking to punch one more touchdown in to make a bigger statement, have a three-score victory over Tom Brady and the Bucks. Maybe resentment started there. It just didn't exist until Thomas was hurt, how he was hurt. Haven't heard any people out there talk about the specifics and the psychology of that, but that could have been the first domino falling in this chain reaction. So resentment there, resentment about post-Drew Brees' life and his role, speculated quite a bit as well. We don't know any of that because he hasn't said anything. Liking and retweeting on social media is about all we get, and it gives you some inference of thinking the team is putting misinformation out there about him, not seeing it from his perspective that people out there aren't because the media isn't with him. But that's still, until we hear it from the horse's mouth, pure guesswork on incomplete information. I think the Saints, though, have enough of their information and enough of their operating procedure in place that says they're not going to put up with this. But they're not going to just dump him for any old deal if they're going to eat 23 to 24. Two-ish million in cap room next year, but I think they're going to be more than willing to do it 
if the right situation pops up because there is something to be said about addition by subtraction when the personality pieces, when the dedication of the pieces in your locker room don't fit. And in a transition year like this, if it was going to happen, unforeseen as it was, this is happening now. And not when you're really a Super Bowl contender, which I think anybody that follows this team now completely understands at this point that the New Orleans Saints are not that for the first time in about five years. Jude Young with you. All access. Every Tuesday night, I'm in the saddle. The number, if you have your thoughts on the Saints in general, and of course the Michael Thomas situation, along with Patrick Robinson's retirement, still needs at other spots on the roster. 504-260-1061 is the number. That's 504-260-1061, as in Nash Icon 106.1 FM, where we'll get into more topics, some more Saints, LSU preseason, and the headlines as well in a moment when we return on 106.1 FM. Hey, I'm Carly Pierce. The quickest way for the economy to recover, for businesses to return, for concerts and theaters to reopen, for generations of families to reunite, for children to play freely with other children, is for everyone to get the vaccine. It is America's best shot. 106.1 Nash Icon. First comes love. Then comes sparkle. And that's where Diamonds Direct comes in. Engagement ring shopping is so easy at Diamonds Direct. Step one, choose your perfect diamond. Step two, choose your setting. Step three, relax. Your Diamonds Direct engagement ring comes with a free lifetime warranty. That's no charge ever for sizing, cleaning, and routine maintenance. Step four, the most important one. Diamonds Direct, your love, our passion. Patrick was way behind on his IRS taxes. I was in way over my head. The total amount ended up being somewhere just over $30,000. $30,000. Then the IRS came to collect. Started getting letter after letter. A lien had been filed against me. They were going to basically like hang me completely out to dry. He had to do something. That's when I reached out to Optima Tax Relief. Patrick's life quickly got a lot easier. It was very easy. Pretty much hands off, you know. They picked up the ball and ran with it. And how'd it go? I couldn't believe it. I had to ask like two or three times. I saved an incredible amount of money. How does Patrick feel about Optima? Couldn't be happier. They definitely helped me. Optima Tax Relief, the best place to call. They're the best in the business. Do what Patrick did and call Optima Tax Relief for a free consultation. Call 800-845-8122. 800-845-8122. 800-845-8122. Optima Tax Relief. This report is sponsored by Discover. Discover matches all the cash back you earn on your credit card at the end of your first year. It's amazing because Discover is accepted at 99% of places in the U.S. that take credit cards. Learn more at discover.com slash yes. 2021 Nielsen Report limitations apply. I'm Ken Trahan. Welcome to your daily sports report presented by CrescentCitySports.com. Saints kicker Will Lutz will miss the start of the 2021 season with a core muscle injury which will require surgery. Lutz left Saturday's practice early. The Saints have added former Dallas kicker 
Brett Mayer to the roster. Mayer was cut late in the 2019 season by the Cowboys after making just 20 of 30 field goal attempts, including just one of five from 40 to 49 yards. Southeastern Louisiana is ranked 15th, Nickel State 22nd in the nation, and the stats perform FCS preseason top 25 released Monday. The New Orleans Pelicans had a successful debut in the Summer League in Las Vegas, whipping Chicago 94-77. to First round pick Trey Murphy was superb, scoring 26 points, sinking 6 of 9 shots from 3-point range. Murphy added 6 rebounds. Najee Marshall, 18 points and 5 rebounds. Kyra Lewis Jr. had 11 points. New Orleans will play Oklahoma City Wednesday. Dallas Mavericks superstar Luka Doncic agrees to a 5-year, $207 million supermatch rookie extension. And Mike Silva introduced officially as the new head baseball coach at Nichols State. For these stories and more, visit CrescentCitySports.com. Have a blessed day and be a good sport. For CrescentCitySports.com, I'm Ken Trahan. Prescription products require an online consultation. Restrictions apply. See website for full details and important safety information. My husband's ED was affecting our marriage. When he first started experiencing ED, it was difficult for both of us. We didn't know who to talk to about it or where to get help. Hims was our answer. Hims connected my husband with a licensed provider online. He was able to get medication to treat his ED at a fraction of the price people pay for the name brand. It was delivered to our door, and guess what? Our intimacy is back. It works. Right now, get your first online provider's visit totally free when you go to 4 slash joy. Yep, free. No copay, no expensive appointments, and no awkward face-to-face conversations. Just the care you need. Thanks to Hims, we got our intimacy and our marriage back. To start your free online visit, go to this exclusive address, 4hems.com slash joy. That's 4hems.com slash joy for your free online visit. F-O-R-H-I-M-S dot com slash J-O-Y. Now's the time. What's on your mind? Time to express your thoughts by calling Jude Young of CrescentCitySports.com and all access at 504-260-1061. Oh, pole season. No, I don't mean fishing. Although, you know, if you want to go out there and cast your line, it's Louisiana, it's Sportsman's Paradise. You're going to do it. I'm talking about preseason college football polls. In the FCS, Southeastern favored to win the now small <laughs> Southland Conference. Not like it used to be. Ranked 15th. Nichols ranked 22nd after their previous two co-championships in a row. And what is the stats perform FCS preseason poll. There's a coaches poll in the FCS as well. Just like the FBS where we found out today that two Louisiana teams are in it. LSU ranked 13th. And the Raging Cajuns of Louisiana at 23rd. First time in a major poll, the Cajuns show up in the top 25. So a huge accomplishment for them. For LSU, a lot of respect going to a program that just went 5-5 five and five last year. But I say respect deserved for the Tigers. They're still behind four SEC schools, Bama number one, almost all the first place votes defending yet another national title, Georgia at five, and I'm right behind them at sixth, overrated, I'll keep saying it, and Florida surprisingly ahead of LSU 11th, I think they're overrated too. I think the Tigers are in a good position to surprise, because we're getting reports now 
that are painting an even rosier picture than what I was foreseeing as strengths, weaknesses, state of the Tigers going in. And yes, I know it's a concern that your one injury to your starting quarterback, who's already a true sophomore himself, from having a true freshman taking the snaps. That is going to be a problem as long as Miles Brennan is unavailable as he recovers from that complicated left arm surgery. But I think Max Johnson's going to play well. That veteran starting offensive line should be able to do a good enough job protecting him. And an offense that's going to get the ball out of his hands quicker because of the design fitting the Joe Brady style. I think the communication lines, the camaraderie, the energy that all of these new coaches, starting with the two coordinators, Dorante Jones on defense leading the charge there, you're going to see instant benefits from elite recruited talent playing up to that potential. On defense, I think they're going to be fantastic. When you hear good news about Damone Clark being back to the rising up-and-comer at linebacker that you expected to see and didn't last year in Bo Pelini's defense, knowing that LSU's probably going to have just two linebackers on the field most of the time, and Clark may not be able to get on the field, even though he may be ready to live up to his talent because they have Mike Jones coming in from Clemson. They have Bug Strong, the best middle linebacker in JUCO, who impressed from the moment he stepped onto campus leading and balling out. And the depth and quality on that defensive line and the best cornerback combination in the country locking down their secondary the emergence of Jay Ward as a free safety moving to that position in the spring. Major Burns coming in as a transfer from Georgia with some experience, and they like what they see. Sage Ryan, the elite five-star recruit from Lafayette, cross-training at Nickel and Safety, ready to help you with other talented, highly sought-after recruits. I mean, they look really good on defense which they did not last year. And you can quickly turn that thing around when you have a well-coached team that understands individually what their roles are in the defense. You have elite talent at edge pass rusher. You have elite talent on the college level at defensive tackle with depth to stay fresh, to withstand the injuries that come. I'm really excited about their defense. And on offense, we talked about the O-line being important. The fact that everybody even now leaks an analysis from media members thinking the Tigers don't have any issues at wide receiver, although they're not terribly proven there. Keishon Butte is the man. But you're hearing reports that anybody amongst the next eight who could see playing time can bring it can make LSU a better football team. And it's fierce competition for those snaps and spots. These are four and five star guys we're talking about. It should be like that. A little bit of concern as far as the running back spot goes. But even some little bit of short-term bad news can be good news. Ty Davis-Price banged up according to Ed Ogeron. Going to miss some time in preseason camp. 
And maybe that's not the worst thing in the world. That gives John Emery more snaps, the other proven veteran at the spot who can take the snaps, but can he take a hold of the job? But two signees at a position where a running back can step in, and if they understand the pass protections, they can do it quickly and be factors. They get more snaps now. They get more looks with the first-team offense. The reps get them ready faster. You're able to make lemonade out of lemons in a spot like this as long as it's not a major injury in the preseason. And that's the case here. All indications. The two running backs we're talking about, dynamic in space, Armani Goodwin out of Alabama. He's not built like a senior year fully evolved Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, but he's that kind of dangerous guy that's hard to bring down one-on-one. Has some receiving skills. And Corey Kiner, much more of a every-down-built back, the kid out of Cincinnati. They could wind up, especially with new offensive coordinator, new passing game coordinator as well, with DJ Mangus in that role. Jobs are open when you have new coordinators and new coaches. They could solve the problem of LSU just being okay at running back. A lot of competition there, and LSU appears very comfortable with the talent and how the competing is going. And I think Jack Besh is going to be a big target, absolute immediate star out of all those young receivers, and he's a slash tight end. At one point, he was even listed as both tight end and wide out, 6'2", 207, he's just going to be good. He's polished in a way most freshman receivers aren't. And there's other guys that have dynamic ability. Brian Thomas is going to see the field in what was a 2019 Terrace Marshall Jr. role, if I had to guess. At 6'5", out of Walker, outside of Baton Rouge, that last big recruiting piece the Tigers were able to secure after signing day. He's just going to be asked when they can get him one-on-one matchups to go get it, blow by people, and even if he doesn't, go up and get it. So that's a weapon there that they have that I think will show he can do that. And everybody loves Deion Smith out of Mississippi. He was able to come in early as an enrollee. 6'3", 203. (laughs) I mean, no wonder they believe in the talent of these guys. They've got size, they have ability. And it's going to work out. I think LSU is going to be really good, so I sort of laugh when I see LSU pick to go 7-5. Despite, as I mentioned, the coaches pull 13th in the country after a 5-5 five and five year. But ESPN's predictive poll saying 7-5. and five. If that happens, Ed Ogeron's fired. No matter what the circumstances are, Ed Ogeron is gone. I don't think that's going to happen. Far from it. I think the floor is 9-3. and three. Some would say that's not low enough. I think it is. There's a lot of reasons to be excited about what the Tigers can put out on the field. They're a little younger and more unproven on offense. They need to keep Max Johnson healthy. But this defense is shaping up to be one that should be better 
by a considerable amount in 2019, and I don't think that's an optimistic look. So the offense won't have to be the Joe Burrow and friends domination show that it was then. Remember, every team's different in the end, each and every year. <laughs> we saw the dramatic difference 19 to 20. We're going to see another dramatic difference from 20 to 21. 504-260-1061 is the number. I am Jude Young. Every Tuesday night, part of the 6 o'clock hour all-access programs, four out of five days a week. Ken Trahan in the saddle otherwise, including tomorrow night at 6, after Eric Asher and inside New Orleans. Back in a moment to talk a little Pels, a little bit of Pels news, and a little bit of speculation on top of that to get to as All Access continues on 106.1 FM. John Curtis Christian School is a co-educational, non-sectarian private school with a college prep curriculum. Boys and girls of all religious faiths are welcome at the school. John Curtis will strengthen the moral and spiritual values in Christ-like fashion. Established in 1962, John Curtis meets and exceeds the national standards, grade-level expectations, and state benchmarks. Our lower school runs kindergarten through seventh grade, preparing students for high school. With a storied past and a bright future, John Curtis Christian School. Visit us online at johncurtis.com or call 504-737-4621. I got to tell you, the Ford F-150 and I, well, we're kind of like family. Ford's the number one selling truck in America for 42 years, and Lamarck's the number one Ford dealer. So come get your number one truck from your number one dealer, Lamarck Ford, where everybody gets remarkable deals and service. And wait till you see what we've done and still doing to the big store in Kenner. We're using local money, not Wall Street money. Visit Lamarck.com for more details. Drive safely, my friends. Number one claim based on 2018 new Ford vehicle retail sales report in Memphis Region Zone E. Sponsored by Progressive Insurance. Progressive makes bundling easy and affordable. Get a multi-policy discount by combining your car, home, motorcycle, commercial, auto, and more. All of your protection in one place. Bundle and save at Progressive.com. Cumulus New Orleans has an immediate opening for a digital account executive. If you have at least one year experience in paid search, Google display, paid social media, and digital video advertising, and want your paycheck to directly reflect your hard work with no income cap, send your resume to NOLA Sales at Cumulus.com. That's NOLA Sales at C-U-M-U-L-U-S dot com. Cumulus New Orleans is an equal opportunity employer. This report is sponsored by Five Below. Five Below is proud to be the national backpack sponsor for the Kids in Need Foundation. While shopping Five Below, please consider purchasing a $5 backpack for under-resourced kids because to them, it's more than just a backpack. Head to your local Five Below today. This is Josh Danzig with Worry At Magazine and WorryAt.com for 1061 Nash Icon, presented by Sky Vodka. You, the readers of Worry At Magazine, have voted for the greatest that New Orleans has to offer in dining and more in the 2021 Best of the Big Easy contest. And here are the results. For best restaurant in the Marini Bywater, in first place is Bywater American Bistro. In second is Pizza Delicious. And in third place is Paladar 511. For complete voting results in the 2021 Best of the Big Easy contest in dining, shopping, and more, log on to whereyat.com and click on Best of the Big Easy. Cumulus New Orleans, incredible service and excellent results. New Orleans is always number one with Cumulus Radio and Digital. Where can I get a nice cold beer?
beer and a view of the hottest girls in town. Nowhere else but Visions Men's Club serving $2 beer all day and all week long. Beat the heat and inflation at Visions on Dalman Road, where all the smart locals go. Your bachelor party headquarters open from 11 a.m. until the cock crows. Traffic is brought to you by Visions Men's Club, serving $2 beer all day and all week long. This is where you get all access. Not partial access or cut-off phone calls. All are welcome. Join us now by calling 260-1061. Now back to Jude Young on 1061 Nash Icon through CrescentCitySports.com and at NashFM1061.com. The New Orleans Pelicans today announcing that they've signed their first-round pick, Trey Murphy the third and... 3M3, I'm starting to see a little bit on social media. Nickname for him. Makes sense. Trey Murphy the third, And the fact that the guy can flat out fill it up from three-point range. I know you you can only take so much out of NBA Summer League. But the skills we saw from Murphy yesterday in the Pels' first game, those translate. 6'9 guy with length. Knocking down threes, six of nine. Coming up with nine rebounds, two. It may not be too early to project him exactly into the role without any improvement being calculated into the equation with his overall skill set. He can still be a three and D rotational guy that can help this team win now. I think, again, that's what the front office must have been envisioning when they decided to keep that first-round pick after trading down from number 10 to number 17. They had to figure the guy was going to help because they didn't need another young guy. But unlike the others, Nikhil Alexander-Walker, Kyra Lewis playing on the Summer League team and running the show as well, Jackson Hayes, who had his issue off the court, but I think in the end he'll be back and part of the rotation and needs for the team. Those guys had learning curves to deal with that I think they might not be as steep for Murphy, who already has an instinct as both on and off the ball defender. And the ability to shoot like he shoots. If a guy is a 50% from the field, 40% from three-point range, 90% from the line type of guy... That's the one thing that should translate going from college to the pros. And very small sample size, we see it. That's exciting for the Pelicans. If he can do what he showed playing within himself and the scheme, Trey Murphy the third is going to play a lot and help New Orleans win basketball games. Who knows if he ever becomes a better shooter off the dribble and ball handler. But as an elite role player that he could be, that's fine. They need more of those types. As for where they may find more veteran answers at this point in the offseason, Pelicans could still wind up bringing in a guy. They have a trade exception. They have somebody in Josh Hart who we talk about this with the Saints, and it was a definite theme for David Griffin, Trajan Langdon, and company with the Pels front office 
you got to have guys who want to be there. Like Devontae Graham wanted to be in New Orleans. You got him on a good price. He can knock down shots. He's going to play hard. Where Alonzo Ball didn't want to be here. Hart, in the end, clearly didn't want to be here. I think he's even removed his New Orleans references off his social media. Still out there as a restricted free agent. Pelicans have the ability to add another guy. And they want to add the right guy on the right deal. And I'm not 100% sure that Buddy Heald is that guy. Yes, he's a tremendous shooter. He was at Oklahoma. He was when the Pels traded him in the big DeMarcus Cousins deal when he was a rookie. And he has been in Sacramento. But they don't want him anymore. Diva syndrome, maybe? We're just speculating. That's a problem. You bring a guy like that in here and you don't want to disrupt the chemistry in the locker room for a player that has three more years on his contract that vacillates between 22 and $18 million or so each season. It's a de-escalating contract, which is good moving forward in that range. But unlike being a guy with one or two years left on this contract, it becomes a more difficult trade ship if things happen to derail his value. So that makes it a risk. And he's going to want shots and want the ball. He got paid. And shoot or shoot. Not a great defender. I mean, if he weren't the shooter that he was, he wouldn't be getting paid that much money. And you don't know if he knows how to play the kind of winning basketball you're looking for. He's coming from another team that hasn't won. But he could make them better. You like Willie Green out there in Vegas coaching the summer league team. Your head coach is making a connection with those guys. They were fun to watch. They got better as the game went along. They responded to timeouts and coaching and were dominant on both ends of the floor in the fourth quarter. Again, just a summer league game, but you like to see the guys he's coaching that are Pelicans maxing out what they can do as a team. That's starting to build the culture that you need to win. Will Buddy Heald fit into that? Is that a personality that's good overall for the Pelicans? It's not a video game. It's not fantasy basketball. Just like with the Saints. If you're going to be a winning team, chemistry matters. They need to make the right decision in that area no matter what veteran they bring in at this point. And I think they're going to wind up doing something to add another veteran to their rotation. They have the flexibility to do it. In a perfect world, it would have been done by now. They would have signed one of their big-time target free agents who didn't want to come to a loser in New Orleans. They would have been able to work it in either the Bulls or the Hornets trades. They couldn't do it. If you're wondering how healed would work, Pelicans have around a $17 million trade exception, and they could send Tomas Sanaransky back out used to be that once you do a sign-and-trade and get players, you were stuck for months before you could trade them again. The pandemic has had a change in the rules, and it wouldn't take that long, maybe as few as three weeks or so from what analysts are speculating that somebody like Sadoransky could be sent right out the door. And you really need to, if you bring in a Buddy Heald, for example. 
another veteran guard making eight figures, where are the minutes going to come from? You don't want disgruntled veterans. Just because they're making money doesn't mean they're going to be content to sit there and make the money and not play. So Sadoransky going out the door, healed coming in, minutes for minutes and then some. At least that makes sense. And you need shooting. And to have another guy who can flat out knock down shots, especially as spot-up shooters, playing off of Zion Williamson like Graham has in his career. Both, actually. That name is going to be a pretty important name for the Pels. Murphy and Graham, they can knock down shots. Graham's going to be very important because he can also be a guy who can do it off the dribble and is not afraid to shoot big shots to help you win games. I think he's going to fit in very nicely because over the course of 82 games, you're going to need that from somebody else other than Ingram and Zion Williamson. I tell you what, it's not the offseason in a perfect world you would have wanted, starting with having correct mistakes of veterans brought in that shouldn't have been last offseason. But chemistry's looking better. Roster's shaping up, although you'd like to get some more help at, say, the backup power forward spot as well as adding another shooter. I think they can get there, and they can have the sum of all parts being better than the individual pieces as far as fitting a team well enough together to be a playoff team and have something to build upon and show the rest of the NBA world that you're actually headed in the right direction with a superstar foundation. If they get that done, the sins of the recent past for David Griffin start to go away. And even though he's taken a winding path to get there, if he gets there, it's all that matters in the end. Then your options open up. Then people go, yeah, I want to play there. They're on the rise. And if you're winning, both your young and expensive still pieces, along with your veterans where you think you can upgrade, they must all be increasing their value. You're probably not winning. And that gives you the flexibility with still... They call it the war chest. Those picks from the Anthony Davis and Drew Holiday trade, you still have some of them into the future. That can help you maybe get another big time piece. Because you can build the right team around your stars and go a long way. But just like, for example, the Milwaukee Bucks needed Drew Holiday a star, not a superstar, but a definitive star and now an Olympic gold medalist. And boy, did he have a great summer, right? That got them over the top. That's where the Pelicans want to get with Williamson as a centerpiece. And if they're winning, Zion Williamson will be happy. They can get there. Chemistry matters a lot. And if you set goals for an offseason... And you actually start getting there in all those areas. Basketball IQ, flexibility, bringing a guy like a Herb Jones as well, along with Murphy, although Jones won't play full-time. as a two-way guy. He plays winning basketball and can help you defensively. Garrett Temple, veteran, can help you defensively. You can have enough winning pieces 
and flexibility throughout the year and in matchups and games that if Willie Green's a good coach, you're going to get good results. And you may not have a championship ceiling, but first things first, you don't skip steps unless you're a big-time star market like L.A., like one of the New York teams where you can just bring in dudes, and you skip those steps. Everybody else has got to build. And maybe just maybe the Pelicans, after a false start, are finally building well enough. But let's see what they do next. Another vet's coming. At least another vet. And don't expect Josh Hart to be back on this team. Not that I don't think he could help you winning, but when a guy decides he's not sure he wants to be here, don't mess with it if you don't have to. Don't try to turn that around. Sort of goes back to a much more complicated situation, what we were saying early about Michael Thomas and the Saints. Although that's a tough pill to swallow with the salary cap hit that you'd take next year if you were to trade him. You should rate chemistry above all. If a guy's not a team player and a winner and he isn't happy, your chances of actually turning that around into a positive, it not saying it can't be done, but it's not worth the risk. The number, 504-260-1061, just one more segment to go in which we will peruse around the rest of the CrescentCitySports.com headlines before sending you off into your Tuesday evening. Back in a moment on 106.1 FM. For 87 years, the All-State Sugar Bowl remains a college football leader and New Year's Day tradition. Through difficult times and challenges, the All-State Sugar Bowl stands committed to shining a national spotlight on New Orleans, Louisiana, and the Gulf Coast. The All-State Sugar Bowl's devotion to our community is consistently demonstrated through its investment of millions of dollars and thousands of volunteer hours in support of community initiatives and tourism. The All-State Sugar Bowl, proud to host the college football playoff semifinal and New Year's Day tradition. Everyone here knows Diamonds Direct is the place to go for the best diamonds at the best prices. But did you know that savvy buyers from all over America, even Los Angeles and New York, now come here to buy their diamonds? These high-end shoppers have discovered that Diamonds Direct has one of America's best selections of large, rare diamonds, from 3 carats to 20 carats, all certified by the GIA, the most reputable and most trusted gem lab in the world. Because of Diamonds Direct's international connections and tremendous buying power, we're one of only a handful of jewelry stores in America that is able to offer a large selection of rare and precious GIA diamonds. In fact, Diamonds Direct's multi-million dollar selection includes a stunning array of high-end Riviera necklaces, 20-carat tennis bracelets, and an extraordinary collection of rare, precious gemstones, rubies, sapphires, emeralds, and even the really hard-to-find fancy yellow diamonds. Come see why Diamonds Direct right here is the destination for high-end shoppers all over America. Extraordinary selection, quality, and unmatched value. And a short drive for you. Diamonds Direct on Severn Avenue across from Lakeside Mall. Now more than ever, driving political change has enough challenges. Reaching the right voters to get elected shouldn't be one of them. Hi, I'm Rachel Adams, Regional Digital Sales Manager, and our team is here to help you reach the exact voters you need in your district or even the whole state. Contact me today at nolacumuluscares.com and let us help you get elected and make real political change for Louisiana. That's nolacumuluscares.com or call me directly at 504-432-0043. 
If you buy too much, you waste money. If you come up short, you waste time. And if you don't have the right metal, you waste time and money. You've got to spend wisely. Metal Supermarkets has the experience, knowledge, and inventory to get the job done right the first time. No matter what project you're working on, Metal Supermarkets is your first choice for any metal. Cut to size and ready fast. We also offer fast delivery and no minimum order size. Visit Metal Supermarkets in New Orleans or metalsupermarkets.com. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Rock out and rock on with Views Alto, the vape as unique as you are. With Views by you, you can customize yours with four colors, three flavors, three nicotine levels, and infinite wrap designs. Make Views Alto a vape that is yours in store now. Discover more at Views.com. Views, charge beyond. Vapor products, underage sale prohibited. Website and offers restricted to age 21 and over tobacco consumers. Always welcoming intelligent points of view. It's all access with Jude Young on 1061 Nash Icon at NashFM1061.com and through CrescentCitySports.com. Give us a call at 504-260-1061. Almost through with you, but if you missed any part of the program, all access from now on, CrescentCitySports.com will have Shows that Ken Trahan and I are involved in doing all access the Life Resources Battlemont Sports Hour on Thursday, and of course the Tailgaters on Saturday. Check it out and more, which will tease for you now on uh, CrescentCitySports.com, including an annual column that's been really popular that Renee Nato puts together. A lot of research going into it. We call it Size Matters. Looking around the FBS. To average out the biggest starting offensive lines in college football each and every year. Some are getting bigger and bigger and bigger, and some, as you would expect, getting smaller. We're talking about the spread, no-huddle offense era. So it totally depends on what direction a team may or may not be going. Two lanes going more on the up-tempo direction, and their offensive line, for example, once you check out Renee's piece on Crescent City Sports, not as big, but others like Florida. You think they're going to run the ball a little bit more with Emory Jones as a quarterback instead of a pocket passer who can't move like Kyle Trask was? Just look at their O-line. And the history we already know of Dan Mullen at times putting together run-heavy offenses 334.4 pounds per man. Whereas Clemson's only 306. They're going to sling the rock this year. They're going to spread the field and get speed and space. The football. You can read a little bit of that into these O-line weights. As well as every Louisiana FBS offensive line average included in Renee's piece. It's really good on CrescentCitySports.com, along with update that Brett Maher has signed as the kicker to replace Will Lutz as he recovers from a planned surgery, try to get his core in proper shape. So that's just another issue for the Saints that could cost them games early in the season where they're going to be missing so many key pieces. Maher has a cannon for a leg. Finished up last year. For Dallas is their kicker. 
but he doesn't kick at the percentages reliability-wise that you want. He's very up and down in his career. Been around the block. Maybe you get lucky, and the Saints are going to need some good fortune, and Maher gives you the good end of what he's capable of doing as a kicker and say you need him for half the season. Some kickers are streakier than others, and he's definitely one of those who fits the bill. Of course, we cover high school sports on here like no other locally on the airwaves. And we want you to check out the LHSA complete memo they sent out to schools, coaches, media on their fall sports, which includes football, COVID-19 